2: The Wake Up with Michelle Miche.
1: Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, Soul Light. It's me. How's everyone doing? Ah, if you're new to this podcast, welcome. I'm Michelle. It's great to connect with you. Great to have you here. Uh, Those of you that are tried and true, and we've been journeying together for a while, welcome back. Great to connect with you all. Um, Hello in the chat also. Okay, guys, I was totally engrossed in something. I mean, talk about meditative state. Well, first I was texting, but then I was so engrossed in a mini meditation preparing that some, I just heard this voice, log on, log on, log on. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. But what a meditation. Wow. Let me know how you're doing in the chat. Welcome, everyone. Uh, if you have a question, a comment, or you want a reading that number is 347 539 347 539 Press one on the keypad, this is important. If you wanna talk, you wanna share, you want a reading, you wanna comment, press one on your keypad. I see a lot of people in the queue, maybe you're just listening by phone, that's fine, but if you have a question or a comment or you want a reading, you need to press one. Uh, let me know please in the chat how is my sound? How is my sound? Is it good? Is it sounding good? okay I'm worried. okay three four seven five three nine five one two two is the number Press one on the keypad if you have a question or a comment. Let's see I'm seeing somebody's Texting sounds good. Oh, thank you about the sound. Nice and crisp and clear. Okay, press one on keypad. Okay. To get your reading. I don't know, it's not working. Okay, I may just have to pick up people. Let's see. Lenny's in the house. Hello, Lenny, Lenny. All right, gang. Got a lot going on. Oh, I want to let everyone know. That's one thing I was going to do is put um, in the chat or in the Instagram. I could maybe put it in the chat. I'll multitask a little bit here. Uh, On the 23rd of this month, I am connecting back with Grace O. Many of you, I got a lot of DMs and a lot of emails. When are you going to do something again with Grace? When are you going to do something again with Grace? Are you ever going to do something again with Grace? Uh, We're both energy and sound transmitter. She transmits through sound, tone, frequency. I do light and tone. And we're we're going to be doing something together, um, which I'm really, really excited about. I'll tell you a little bit about it. And uh, then I want to do the regular... So we're going to do Akashic Clearing um, and Soul Retrieval. So I'm really excited about this. I'm I'm going to have some other offerings in the next few months that all align with the energies of the next six months. And the end of February when, um, well, January, Pluto will go back into Aquarius. We have a, a compilation, completion, and I would say lift off, launch off new moon, that corresponds to the full moon that we had in Pisces this month, um, but the new moon, I believe, is February 24th of 2024. Some of you have noticed I haven't done a lot of courses or classes. I've done a few, a couple of you know offerings with Grace, um, because I've really been in in, in deep commune, <laughs> communal commune with God, Source energies, and also specifically with my guides, the spiritual hierarchy and over souls. Um, in a kind of a tutelage and a reverie, I've been doing a lot of lucid dreaming, getting a lot of visions and information. Um, in fact, and I'm, my, my friend Lori said, oh, you need to post this. You know, I'm, I'm sprinkling in the pick a cards heads up and information of the collective and universal changes and how that's affecting the collective and the individuals. And definitely a lot of it is also coming through the individual pick-a-card readings of soul stories, you know, the stacks. But I, for August, I was saying how there was going to be a lot of people watching the news, watching TV, internationally. There's going to be a lot that's happening. And I saw extreme weather changes. And climate change, and I said there's going to be uncharacteristically a lot of rain, uh, which we did have in Southern California. It's a hurricane. I think I even mentioned hurricane. I said different weather pattern, and I differently said rainstorms. A lot of uncharacteristic rain and rainstorms. Now, what's interesting? Why this is happening a lot um, with the kind of watching things on. "Quote unquote TV, if you will. Um, it's in a way, you guys. It's bringing every it's bringing us together. Oh, Lenny, Kasha, clearing Yes. Well, it's possible. You know, in soul retrieval, I was trained in, in my my from doing so. I don't know, hundreds, maybe thousands, and having soul retrieval done on me. You retrieving aspects that have been splintered or cut off. Now, some of you have heard me, especially if you've been uh, connecting with me on my Soul Awakening Patreon community. I've talked a lot about this. That, And it's very interesting because I'm seeing it in my clients. I'm seeing it in myself. And it kind of dovetails with this Aries energy, North Node and Aries, that there is this aspect or this part of us that is coming through. Now let me ask you, how many of you have said, oh, I don't think I can make it or I don't think I can do it or there's so much coming up or you can see where things are going, whether financially, monetarily, uh, you know, in the world, with your career, with the jobs, with the government, you know, with politics, with health, with world health, or uh, you know, organization, pandemic, this, that, vax, on and on and on and on. There is an aspect from your soul that is now emerging, and that's what this is really partially about. As we ascend, as we extend or expand in consciousness, through the light body, through the Makaba, we connect in more to our, the Akashic field. We have more connection to the Akashic field. And in one way, we could say, yeah, the Akashic field is, Extended out into the subtle energy but it's also within us within our dna within our cellular structure and memory there is encoding and of course etherically around us through the aura and the subtle energy body specifically and the link is the astral body that's the link that's the linker so i'm going to get more into this in the workshop and and the sound healing sound frequency healing toning it's kind of you might call it at the end a sound bath but anyway working with tones and frequencies Um, but the akash means soul so there's fragmented aspects of self and when we reclaim that energy when we clear it the emotional connection between the astral and and akashic we free up energy units of energy and aspects of self to to integrate that this is a lot about integration healing, if you want to call it healing. Um, But a lot of people are getting a soul call, and you're right, the the aspect of you now or the aspect of your being, the different parts, as we call it in psychosynthesis, the different parts that fit together, no, they cannot withstand what's coming up for us and going in and extending and expanding 5D and above, because we're living 3 and 4D. You talk to, to physicists, a lot of people think it's just 3D, but we also have the environment around us. So we live, you know, base reality or conscious um, mainstream consciousness is 3D, 4D. It's, it's actually, it's both. It's 4D. But to live in the higher extended frequencies, uh, this other energy frequency has to come through, and it's more aligned with your soul signature frequency. And there's a lot of decoding that's happening, not just in the in the physical, biophysical um, DNA structure, but also the etheric DNA structure. And that's when you start living more from the transpersonal chakras or energy centers, or through the subtle energy you activate that, and that's in, that's in the etheric field. So the key really is that Akashic astral, that, that lovely area that I love just melding and gelling in. Um, so a lot is going to be changed. There's changes coming within you and with what was planned for you, even in the Akashic. The Akashic is, is not immutable. It is mutable. You can change the trajectory of your life, through understanding the etheric, the astral, and the akashic, and, and and what to do on those levels. So that's just a little bit of what we're going to be, you know, diving into. Um, but it's time, and I'm ready, and I am excited. <laughs> I am excited about it, um, because I have not got the call or a message, the desire to do something. Um, You know, like this in in a while, and that I have somebody that can also open the frequencies uh, with me. You know, and and some of you have experienced Grace's work. I I just want to say, you know, I have been my path has been interesting. You know, I had visions as a child. I had near death experiences. One at four, I was you know had visitations. You know, whatever extraterrestrial alien. You know. I had a lot of stuff early on before I had the context, the work, the workshop, the internet, or a book to explain it. I had direct my galactic family, my my starseed family or guides saying, look, this is what you're going through. You know, they'd come to me. Mother Mary, you know, visiting me through a very turbulent time at 11 in my life. So, and being told at eight years old, you're a starseed. And then finding the teacher, you know, and many of us started this way, there wasn't this proliferation of information and rehashing of stuff so you knew if something was happening my god you remembered it so I remember my early 20s my first astrology um, I think my first psychic reading was 19 and 13 14 I was on a conscious path meditating having visions getting downloads psychically the channeling started at four But Elliot Tanzer, and he said exactly what my guides had told me, or the starseed family, you are a starseed, you're a walk-in. They showed me the whole process of the walk-in, and he said, remember your roots as a starseed. And I was like, okay, you know. I read a book at 14 on astral projection because I had been astral projecting and astral traveling. I didn't know what a starseed was until my early 20s. I knew I was one, I was told that, I believed, because I, I had such a connection. So the teacher, what is it, the proverbial, the teacher appears, right? And so, you know, it's really to understand and live out more of these aspects of our, of our being and to trust. And literally, if you're here on the planet and you're consciously awake, aware, awakening, however you want to put it, then you're here to assist in not only the ascension, which is extending and expanding out of the extremes of polarity, consciousness, but to bring in the new aspects of self. It's all resonance and frequency. We cannot manifest what doesn't have enough resonance on earth. Now, this is really important. Right? Right? Why is this important? Because, let's see, exactly, did I answer your question, Lynn? I don't see you in the chat now. Tasha Blue. What the body irritations that came up since the full moon. Yeah, I will go into that. Lynn, did I answer it? Let's see. Yeah, so, okay, let me know, and then, Tasha, I'll get to your question. And then I'll get to callers, 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad to get on air, 347-539-5122, 347-539-5122. Let's see. Are you in the queue? All right, gang so 34753951 can't hear you at all now can you guys hear me or not let's see can't hear me let's see i don't see you sorry guys somebody's chat sending me a text they're trying to get into the chat and i don't see their number Let's see, maybe there's something. Let me know in the uh, welcome. Let me know in the chat how the sound is because it is, some people are saying they can't hear me. Okay. All right. So getting out of that extremes of polarity. So yes, there is an aspect of a part of you that is going to be coming through and is starting to come through. Like I started to say, seen, I saw it in myself about six months ago. And it's a very decided, focused, creative aspect. And yes, we have to update our energetic field our our mental emotional you know focus um our psychology really you know our 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 connection to our psyche, our inner psyche, which psyche comes from the you know Latin word that means soul psyche means soul. So to uh, to align to what, what you, we're going to all be called to do individually and collectively, yes, there is a different aspect that has to come through and navigate. And if you look at key times in your life, you will see that you've always had a, a, a stronger aspect or, or part of yourself that has navigated your life, that has kind of pushed you, motivated, inspired you. It's done whatever. It's been, I call it the captain of the inner psyche, right? And so... That archetype is changing, and it has to, because the earth game has changed or is changing. In some level, the change is already there. So to create the structures to move forward, to do with not only what you need to do, but what you want to do at the deepest level of your soul, there is unreleased aspects of your being that are coming through. You know, think of yourself as an actor. I call this the denser physical part of us as the avatar, it's it's such a small slice of who we are. We are in, beyond race, color, creed, religion. That Those are all limitations to some degree. We are beyond that in spirit realm. So we're going to be touching more and more and more and more into that and, if you will, embodying it, downloading it, and living it, living through it. So it is a very powerful time, you know, as we ping-pong between the extremes of the polarity plane and you find your middle way. You align to your own inner personal compass. You have to because a G- to align to your own GPS, outer GPS or inner GPS requires a location. These are landscapes, inner landscapes and outer landscapes that we have not yet traveled. We're, we're creating the system, the structure, not reinventing the wheel. We're taking from what was already there. We have the foundation, obviously, on the earth plane. But there are some new innovations that are happening. And so it's learning where's my inner compass and how do I relax into it and and, and let it navigate me. Very much the chariot card in the tarot um, to some degree. So I hope that gives you a little bit of a flavor of what's coming up. I will post it on Insta. It's uh, the link there. Let's see. Ta- yes, you can't. Clear the akash, but you can do healing that changes, raises the vibration, and you align to higher aspects. Yes, you can. Cl- yes, you can't. You can't. Yes, you can clear the akash. Yeah, the akash is 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 mutable. Anything. If I can change, um it it, it is by the frequency, but it's also about new decisions that align to the new complex of vibrational frequencies energies right so yes it is immutable now your soul design does not change but the akashic is not your soul design the akashic is not your soul signature frequency so how something manifests in which way can be changed the design, just like designing a house, you can remodel. There are certain things you can change. But the patterning, if you think of the spiral, everyone, because the spiral represents the soul, this mortal coil, right? You, you, you incarnate. You come down into the earth plane dimensionally, not gravitationally. Um, so we have similar or same experiences but at, at different octaves, either low, medium, or higher octave. Or expression so it's changing our experiences or what we're or what we're lining up so the Akashic as a um, you know a lot of old-timers you know it, it, there's so much ancestral information uh, that is very um, because the Akashic records is it Akash meaning some say "soul" in Sanskrit, "soul" or "sky." It's the etheric. It's the atmosphere. So it's the thoughts. It's the thought that can be changed. The akashic, yes, can be changed. It's the etheric. Now the design, the soul design is your design. Is how it is your design is your design. You know, a fruit, an apple tree is an apple tree, a pear tree is a pear tree. But you can mix the hybrid, but it's still an apple and a pear. But yes, the akashic field—it's past, present, future—but it's the thoughts, it's the it's the field of consciousness, it's the it's a container. So I can change my container. I, you know, I can change my clothing. I don't have to wear you know I got a t-shirt on and sweats. But the kosh, I can change. I have a white sweatshirt. I can change into a blue sweatshirt, or a tank top, or in cotton or silk, or hemp. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, it's very, very powerful. Uh, 347 539 five, two, two is the number. And press 1 on the keypad. Um, let's see. Thank you, Lenny. Different terminology. I love it, yes. Raise the vibration and you're line to higher aspects and abilities we have. Ooh, I like that Lenny. I like that Lenny in the chat with her wisdom. Yes, raises the vibration and you align to higher aspects and abilities we have. Yes, indeedy. All right, Tasha Blue in the chat, and then we'll get to callers. Hi, Michelle. Could you please tune in and sense what the body irritations that came up since the full moon were about? Tasha, Tasha, Tasha. Cleansing and clearing right? As we shift, as we expand, it's like growing pains, right? Literally, we do have growing pains. We have them physically, mentally, and emotionally. I mean, with kids, I remember one of my brothers would kind of shot up, grew rather quickly, and he had pains in his legs and knees. Now, I don't remember that. Being the Libra rising that I am, my growth was balanced. (laughs) My changes have been balanced, but... um, yeah, there was a lot of irritation, partially because of the uh, Venus in Leo retrograde, so a lot of tension with relationship, uh, you know, right? Um, and connecting in and agitating that um, Aries north node, I want what I need, you know, in Chiron and Aries, it's about me. I've got to move forward. I've got to release. i got to not be held back. What do I need? What do I want? That's what I'm telling you. There is an aspect that's quite different. Some of you may have an inkling of this part of you that I'm talking about that is coming, but it got squelched or put on the back burner or didn't get to fully materialize because, uh, you know, maybe timing or whatever, whatever, however you want to terminate, you know. Uh, um, however you want to define it. So, yes, there is this unrest, um, the retrograded energy. You know, the, the Venus has a lot to do with our self-worth, self-esteem, how we love, what we love, who we love, our, our um, values, our principles. Our, 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 do we love our life? Is that lining up, the people, the relationships? Are they supporting us? So we've been doing a lot of reviewing. Um, and there and you know that energy that depending on where it hit you in your chart that full moon in pisces also with saturn in pisces neptune in pisces you know there there's just a lot of energy um squaring that uranus and taurus you know so retrograde so that uranus and taurus that square that that bringing up a lot of irritation And the irritation, kind of look at this, look at this, look at this, feel this. Some of it we know consciously and we can look at it. Some of it is just a releasing and a coming up from the body, you know, from the somatic. We're having a somatic shift. Um, So, yeah, that is, um, yeah, it was a lot. I wrote about it. I mean, I even had some stuff, texted some of my friends, oh, my God, this energy pattern and, is kicking my arse i mean it was you know a couple days a lot of irritation i mean i had even a time i went to go to one of my favorite places to do my patreon videos and 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 hike and walk and hear the birds i had an amazing time i mean blissful then i hop in my car i'm driving back and all of a sudden i was irritable and angry and just in my mind just saying things and cussing people out (laughs) be honest like Oh, I can't believe they're this way and that way. And I'm like, whoa, what happened? And it lasted an hour or two, and then, boom, it was gone. I was like, wow, that was an interesting little thing to experience. All right, let's... um, Growing pains. I hoped it was detoxing or ascension symptoms. All the same things. Those are growing pains. When you're detoxing or having ascension symptoms, that's growing pains Because ascension is your growing into a higher vibrational frequency, an expression of you and your beliefs or your ideas. It's all the same things, somatics. So uh, Jay Styling, I was in the chat, can't talk now. If you have a moment, I recently applied for a position and wondered what might come of it. Okay, let's see for Jay. Well, I definitely see work around you, but I'm, I feel like you've got a couple jobs coming in. So if this one isn't it, there's another one, or you are not, you don't stay with this. I feel like you're in a f- focus of refining what it is you want uh, and the direction. So there's a lot of change for you individually, Jay, what I see in the chat. Something about your perception of life, even how you look, maybe dress, or how you view things or others are viewing you. All right, three four seven five three nine five one two two press one on the keypad. Let's get the callers or you can le- put a question in the chat. Hi,
0: you're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Lee. Hey, Lee. Welcome. Uh, hi. um I love everything that you were talking about, by the way, because there's so much um, energy shifting and weird little things popping up and all of that, so thank you for sharing all of that. Um, oh
2: you okay.
0: I was. I was calling in because I uh, met somebody and was kind of uh, curious what you uh, see maybe something happening there or what's going on. Okay. Let's
1: see. Ooh. All right. Challenges to the self. Wow. Pluto... There's a little bit of a hmm, power struggle, even if quietly. Are you guys? Are, is there a push-pull going on a bit?
0: Um, we're basically just kind of talking back and forth right now, but it cooled off.
1: It feels like that, that um, maybe you were closer, and then uh, some kind of distance or uncertainty. What's uh, the challenge yeah, I, there?
0: I, I'm, I, I'm not sure.
1: Okay. What about for you? Scorpio? Yeah, it's a deep transformation. Uh, it, here's what I get visually, but then I want you to tell me a bit, give me a little more information because it's like a hot stove that I don't know if I, want. I touch it, it's hot, and I pull back. So I feel you're in a place of deep transformation. I don't know if he is or wanting to be or needs to be or you're triggering him in such a way where he's having to look at certain things that maybe he's not as comfortable. It definitely shows the both of you coming together. There is some kind of transformation or transformative aspect to the relationship. It's not surface. I don't feel it's just a surface kind of connection. There's definitely some depth. Yes.
3: Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think if you if it works out, it's going to be a a long a long haul. There's some behaviors but well, okay. some things he has to change. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, I was kind of feeling it would be kind of a, a long run until things kind of did come together. Um, so, but yeah, I was just curious because I definitely feel that connection with him and um not really pushing things too hard or anything like that but just um more of like a you know like texting and friendship kind of stuff uh,
1: but you're hoping for more things. yes yeah yeah i will just say you're going to there's going to be um you won't be the same after this relationship i i think it's very transformative i don't know about it quote-unquote, lasting or going on forever. Because I feel you have to change some behavior, some ways that you deal with relationship and not – like you're holding back and being friends and kind of, hey, bro, go with the flow, but that's not what you want. And your learning lesson right now is to know what you want, be open to receive what you want, and go for what you want. And expect, have a healthy expectation for what you want and he he's i don't know he it, it's almost like i remember years ago one of my professors in, when i was studying transpersonal psychology said you know some people just can't they want to go a certain du- direction but they just they just can't it's not it's it's the capability and some people fight okay. it it's like they're fighting i i sense he's fighting something that isn't even about you it it's either about Family dynamics, you know, we talked last week about mother-son dynamics. That might be something for you to listen, listen to. Yes. Yeah. Um, because I, there's issues there. And, and so it's a control thing for him as to what he'll do or how far he'll go or when it, when, how much he'll change. Um, so you could be hanging in this zone, this gray zone for a long time with him. Because if he gets a little Got bit it. triggered, he, he, you see what I'm saying? I don't know. Does that make sense to you?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So I don't yeah. know if the tactic of just being friends or going with the flow is actually going to work. Because okay. he knows that game. You see what I'm saying? He, Other women have done that with him. He knows women okay. very well. He knows women very well. I think he's good looking. I think he knows women very well, but he doesn't know the feminine within him. (laughs) Got it. So, yeah, so, yeah, so take that in, and I think he's a good plea, you know, there's a lot that he does and does well, but at the same time, I don't know, that other dynamic within him next, yeah, that makes sense, does that help at all, does that give, yes. Okay, cool, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Take care. Bye. Bye. Yay, Sue in the chat. Two more days retirement. Yay. How wonderful. Yay. Okay, let's get to the next caller. Hi, you're on air. Hey, Michelle. Yeah.
3: Oh, good. Um, this is Jody. Um, a.k.a. Jay hi, okay. Stiley. Oh, Jody, I had a hey, hi. Okay, hey, hey, so now you got the two together. Um,
1: I know, I love so it. Jay, I, do... I always call you Jay. Jay, Jody, I love it, I love it. Yay! Uh, <laughs> uh, so
3: I, um, my big question, hopefully you can hear me cause I'm walking outside with my earbuds. Oh, I can hear um, you. <clears throat> oh, cool. So my question is around... <laughs> Itching for a
1: change. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was I'm, thinking. of so Psychically, wasn't it's it's coming. Go yes. on, okay, go on. And I'm so freaking bored. I feel like I'm.
3: <laughs> I could do my job with my eyes shut. You know what I mean? But yeah. um. So I've been, I I did finally apply to a job. I've got other things I have in mind. Just wondering if you see anything coming up.
1: Well, I definitely, like I was saying in the reading when you were in the chat, I definitely see something new coming in for you. So this job, it's a job. Whether you get it or don't get it, there's something else. And I feel like you're going to carve something new. Um, I feel whatever you're doing is going to have a very strong online component, maybe even something with writing and or research, but I kind of feel like you know what it is or the direction you want to go in. It's, but you're going to have to kind of create it or I guess I want to say carve it out. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, it kind of does. I mean, there's a couple of different ways I can go. I can either try to do my my own thing, um, and I kind yep. of know what that looks like, but, um, or I, I want to do something purpose you know I want not that interior design is it purposeful because it it is but something that intrinsically helps me feel like I'm helping other people not just somebody's bottom line you know what I mean
1: yeah 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 um well, I think you're going to, but now there's this. But see, now here's the thing: it, it's up to you because our soul's purpose is not what we do; it's how we do what we do. True. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it really, you know, when I back in the day, way back in the way back machine, when I was modeling and acting, and people knew about me being psychic and you know, channeling a medium and all the stuff that I would do and was studying, and we'd be on the set, and they would go, "How could you? How can you model?" I Mm loved modeling. It afforded me a very nice lifestyle, and I was always on soul's purpose because everywhere I went, I did healing. I talked about meditation. I talked about psychic. I talked about channeling. I worked with – I was counseling. That's one of the reasons I ended up going back to school and diving even deeper into what I do and retraining was because my joke was I I could be on a yacht, you know, with billionaires, champagne, everything, sitting there, and, of course, what would happen – People start opening up. I don't know why I'm talking to you. I don't know why I'm opening up. You know, even, you know, aristocrats, mm-hmm. you know, opening up. And then, they, oh, what do you do? Oh, you're psychic, Oh, my God, she's psychic. Okay, what everywhere. I don't care. I could have been in the most materialistic place. Restrooms, bathrooms. How many of you have had that happen? Have you? I, I, even as a kid, people would t- open up to me. I don't know why I'm opening up to you. Why am I talking? I never talk this way to anybody. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I don't know why I'm telling you this. (laughs)
3: Yes. (laughs) That thing.
1: I don't know why I'm telling you this. Even at 17 years old, and I was like adults, 34, 40, 50 years old, and I'd be just staring wide-eyed, just holding space, actively listening, going, I don't know what the hell they're talking about, but I'll just, okay. And then, you know, oh, my God, you're so wise. Thank you for listening. So I feel for you there is this very creative element. So as long as whatever you're doing, here's what I would do. I would bridge from what you're doing and start implementing and integrating some of the things that you do spiritually or metaphysically into your design Mm -hmm. work or how you work with Mm -hmm. um, your Mm -hmm. clients or your customers. Um, I have Mm -hmm. quite a few clients that actually are in real estate or design and and one of them got out of it for a while and then went back into real estate. They were in commercial real estate, and now they went back into residential because they said their purpose, their joy, it wasn't about the huge money of commercial real estate. They loved finding the perfect home for people, especially families, and they loved doing the staging and all the stuff, the whole journey of the sacred space of a home, right? It is. Yes, and I I absolutely love that. I've done
3: commercial mostly my entire career, oh, okay. but I really do I really do love the idea of applying a bag one and going through someone's home. I would hey, do a it, Doty, in My own space. Do it. I love it.
1: Here's it's the so thing: fun. you could be one of the things I do is house clearing, space clearing, whether it's just energy or spirits that are there. Um, uh huh. And I love doing that because I start getting the psychic impressions. I get the address. I start tuning in. I get the, the lowdown. What's going on? I start the pro- and then I go to the home, and I even help people pick out homes by numerology. You Mm -hmm. could do that. You could create the sacred space, the Bhagwan. You could, I feel for you also, because I do feel with you that you're also very, you have a strong, not just entrepreneurial, but business sense. So I feel that you Mm -hmm. could even, whether in person or online, that you could have um, gifts or sacred things for the home. You could really put a program together. You know, right, do you have an insight? Oh, my gosh, I've been totally thinking about that. And that's one channeling elements, it. Elements, blog about it, or Instagram about it, real about it, YouTube about it. Go for it, but start now. Mm-hmm. Just start bridging now, because you know and some okay. of your clients mm-hmm. will carry over. You know because mm-hmm. they trust you. Um, they do. Yeah. Yes. So and that's a trust is a beautiful thing on this on this path. So yes, I would say go for that. Just start now. You you have the time, the energy. You're great at what you do. Your heart is in it. It's aligned to your soul. I would just start now. Oh, start oh playing with God. it, putting is- it together. Thank you. Okay. You're very welcome is right, what I was hug. Thinking about, And it came out your Well, own. that's why oh, it came you. through psychically. Sometimes <laughs> a psychic reading is just a confirmation of what you already know. <laughs> <laughs> it's your higher self and guide awesome. saying, "Let's do it. Let's go." All right. Okay. okay. Very cool. Love it. All right, take well, care. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Big hug. All right, gang. 347-539-5122 is the phone number. Press one on your keypad. If you have a question or a comment, we have our guests coming on in just a little bit for awakening conversation. Looking forward to that. Oh my God, how inspiring you guys. Jodi, I'm glad you called in. See what I mean that bridging. One of my clients in one of my channeling sessions and workshops, um is about how to channel and become more psychic, and we were talking about, um, I was saying, you know, that there's going to be more and more people awakening and more people doing exactly what I'm doing and what a lot of you are doing. Um, you know, back in the day, I was kind of an oddity. Even up to a few years ago, you know, this, this boom has happened very recent. You know, it hasn't been people doing this uh, kind of work or having these gifts or abilities You know, it was kind of flaky, looked at as freaky flaky, whatever. Um, And my client said, oh, my God, how are we going to make money? How are we going to, there's going to be more people taking out slices of the pie? And I said, yeah. And she's like, what do we do? And I go, we bake more pies. We have different pies. And, of course, that's also where, you know, the hybrid – not just jobs, but careers come in, which when I was doing some tech talks, um, give you an example. Some of the early technology talks I was doing and talking to um, uh, people that are into the world of technology, the Internet, you know, digital economy, digital creators, uh, startups uh, in the tech field. I talked about consciousness, awakening, uh, inspiration. I I coined the phrase the next, you know, the currency will be inspiration and creativity back in 2009. I did a couple talks. One of them that I did, a keynote uh, talk, speech, whatever you want to call it, I did that the same talk or speech with the same company and group in 2016 that I had done in 20, um, 2009. Now, 2009, I was heckled. And I love it. By the way, gang, I don't care. I, I don't even want to talk. I don't go to Whole Life Expo. I don't, wanna, I don't care. I like going and talking to people and shaking them up that don't know much about what I talk about or what I do. And people were texting and on Twitter, and I, I was telling people in the audience, put your phones down. <laughs> these big CEOs, put your phones down, tune in, we're going to meditate, stop texting so much. But they were also texting, you know, things that I was saying. They were, you know, texting my quotes on Twitter. But I did that same conference in 2016. Now mind you, 20, 2009, I was the only one talking about what I did. My meditation book had been out. No one else talked about this. And they looked at me like I was like a when pigs fly i mean it was bizarre 2016 five people now mind you this is out of hundreds but just imagine ceos owners of company ceos of well-known branded companies fortune not only 500 but fortune fortune 100 and fortune 50 companies all had written books on mindfulness or meditation in fact The person that came before me on the stage, this guy, I don't remember his name, but he was with a well-known brand. I don't know if it was, I don't know, AT&T, some kind of, well, you would know the brand name of the company. I was sitting there with my assistant at the time, and he started talking, my talk, what I was going to talk about. And I was mortified. I'm like, first of all, everybody, I'm not the unicorn anymore. There's so many people talking about mindfulness and meditation or weaving that in and spirituality. And I said, oh, shit, He's, that's my talk. And my assistant, what are you going to do? And I just tuned in to my higher self, and I said, let's do something. Let's, let's push it. So what I did, what no one had done on that stage, I talked, but I brought everyone into a process. I did a whole group process, bit a hypnotherapy, past, present, future self, meditation, aligning to the higher self or the next. <laughs> for creativity i thought well michelle you're going to have to push it you can't go up and just now do your you know what you were going to talk about so that tells you gang where we're going and how things are are exponentially leaping forward or opening up in consciousness from that time period and it's only gotten more so those of you that are wanting to integrate this into quote unquote regular jobs corporate jobs that's needed you know, it's the, it's the emotional quotient or emotional intelligence, the, the intuitive, bringing that in. So bring that in even if it doesn't seem to go together. I mean, I have a client, a really good client that is not just a stockbroker and a trader for individuals or for herself, companies. She helps companies and tells companies what companies to buy and invest in, and stocks and all that she's also an astrologer and so she's blended the two the astrology and she tells them i'm also using astrology i'm not just using technicals and fundamentals you know i am bringing astrology also into it so think about that you know as as we come into 2024 what can you mix and match and bring together in your life that is more soul fulfilling for you All right, gang, Uh, we've got our awakening guests I see on the number here. We've got with us uh, Naisha Williams, author, creator, and activist. Uh, She has written children's books. Uh, She's got four titles out now. She's got more coming in fall and plus an Oracle deck coming out this fall. Um, You can find her, Naisha Williams, on Instagram and also write to change the narrative. Ooh, I love that. Um, So you can check her out. Let's bring her on. Hi, Naisha. welcome.
2: Hi, some my name is Niasha. Nyasha, hi, Niasha. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Lovely being in the space with you.
1: Yeah, thank you. Niasha. That's
2: a beautiful name. Thank you.
1: Okay, Yeah. All right. Thanks. Where's that from by the way? Niasha.
2: Um, so before my before I was you? adopted my parents lived in Zimbabwe for a while and it means grace and mercy. Oh, grace and mercy? Yes. Ooh,
1: wow. Okay. Grace and mercy. I love that. I love when the names kind of match up like that. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, Neosha, let's connect in with you a bit. I wanna know a little bit about you, what you're comfortable sharing. And yeah, and if you would integrate in what it is that you do, kind of your first awakening to either the deeper part of you or the spirituality or what and what got you on the path that you're on right now and doing what you're doing. Yeah.
2: Excuse me. I um I identify as an author creator activist. I um voice that my mission is writing for the world that my ancestors deserved and our future children need. So that mm-hmm. is really the root of my work. Um, I'm a trans-regional adopter. Wait, let's roll so. it back.
1: Let's roll it back. Your ancestors <laughs> and, the, and the children need. Because I'm a big, and, I, and I've seen it in the visions of the awakening, there's going to be a lot of changes. Uh, and, of course, we saw it in you know, lovely pandemic, COVID, whatever, to Mm -hmm. education, to education, Mm -hmm. to really educating the children. So I love what you – can you explain that, dive into that a bit more about the ancestors,
2: but also our children need? What are you seeing? So in terms of ancestral walk, I feel like – especially for the BIPOC community, a lot of us have been very deeply disconnected from our roots and from our ancestors. And I'm grateful to say. Wait, go back to the
1: acronym. What's the acronym? Let's go back. What is it?
2: Sorry. BIPOC, so Black Indigenous People of Color. Okay. Okay, cool. Go on. Yes. Um, And so a lot of us have been disconnected from our roots. Um, and disconnected from our ancestral connections, at least being aware and present of their presence. Um, And so I'm grateful that everyone's learned to step back into that, but I was like a lot of our ancestors fought for so much and had so many dreams uh, for us Mm -hmm. now, present here today. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And so Mm -hmm. I believe that our work now is to, you know, help build those dreams, continually have those dreams come to life. And then in terms of future children, I was like, we obviously know things are not equitable yet. Things are not fair. We have struggle here. And so I believe our goal is continually to work towards leaving the world better than we found it and assure that we are moving back in alignment with nature and we are moving in not just sustainable but regenerative ways um, so that our children are able to Live in a safe, loving environment. Mm.
1: Love that. Now, are you working within education? No, of course, you're. You're writing, um, yes. and you have. I think you have four books out right now, right? Um, I currently
2: have about seven out right now, um, and then I okay. have a few more coming out this year, and some more next year. Okay.
1: So, are those getting? Are, Obviously they are on Amazon and everyone if you are listening you can find out more information um, about Niasha. Niasha? Niasha? I'm having trouble with that. Niasha like, like me? Niasha. Niasha, okay. Yes. Um, in the uh, description box. So. Beyond Amazon, are you working with children or getting them in schools or enrichment (laughs) programs or anything like that? Are you able to do that?
2: Yes. So I taught kindergarten for four years, so that helps as well. And so I have connections in the schools um, in both Baltimore and out here in Colorado. Um, But I love doing school visits and love it when people ask me to come and do workshops. And I do workshops all the way through. I've done them from preschool all the way through adults. I just transition what the conversation looks like. Um, and some people wouldn't think that would match because some of my children's books are literally called Ally Baby Can Be. So they're intended for younger the younger audience. But I love sitting down with high schoolers and middle schoolers with those books because I talk to them about writing, about things that matter to them, about writing, about activism, um, and what mm. that can look like. So there's so many different ways to transition that. I love at all ages, whether it's preschool all the way through adults, teaching them what it looks like to bring a book from manuscripts to bookshelves. How does that happen? Um, I mm. definitely, the only book of mine that's only available on Amazon is my self-published book, What's the Commotion in the Ocean?, Every other book is available um, wherever books are sold. Um, okay, and so they're accessible outside of that. And my tar my tarot deck is also available at Target. Mm. Okay. Oh, I love that. Okay.
1: Um. Now we have something else in common because I taught preschool and kindergarten, and then worked with okay. at risk youth, and yeah, and then after school programs. And um. And by the way, years ago I did a. a program at libraries and it was for kids but guess who started coming teenagers and adults so I sometimes think I don't know even just the easier books or whatever it translates which sounds like you're that's what you're saying right it can translate into you know um, you know older an older audience older eyes older ears yeah, have you have you failed that? Um,
2: yes, 100%. I got, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I definitely feel like um, picture books are just magical in themselves, and there's so many people who come to buy books from me, and they're like, I don't have any kids yet, but I have, you know, just this bookshelf full of children's books, and I love that. I think that there's just a very beautiful and magical and concise way children's books put out messages and just speak to experience. Um, that connects with people very deeply. And so I am here for that. I feel like we need to decategorize picture books being for kids. I think everyone just enjoys hearing stories and reading stories, you know.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, because it kind of has this, oh, that's just for kids. But there is something just. Sometimes you don't need more information, you know there's enough there on that page, you know whether there's a picture or just enough wording or symbol that you've got it and I think especially in this day and age and where we're going, you know little bits of information you know you know smaller data points coming <laughs> can, you know be can be, be can be better um so it sounds like you were kind of inspired, if, if correctly, if uh, kind of at an early age, were you seeing what was missing or what was
2: needed? I will say that I've always been a visionary from a young age. Mm-hmm. But in terms of writing itself, I honestly did not start writing until about 2017, 2018 is when I started playing around a little bit, um, just because I wasn't seeing enough diversity in the books that my kids were having access to in the classroom. So I felt like there's a gap here and I feel Mm. like I'm hearing the call to do something about that gap. Um, Mm. I'm a reflector. So, you know, I think um, I just, I heard like it was this continual, I waited and heard this continual call multiple times, and that's kind of just when I slowly started stepping into it fully. Um, And so my first book self-published, I did a Kickstarter, because I did not have the funds to publish, and I self-published my first book um, in 2019. And it went viral, and I found, my literary agents really found me through seeing my illustrations going viral and finding me and wanting to take me on from that. So, um, mm. yes, an unexpected So I didn't know that you, have... do your own, you do your own illustrations then. I do not. I am not the illustrator. You do. But oh, you're I not. Okay. Um, found an illustrator on Fiverr. Um, her name, my first book was uh, Sophia Blushko, and I found her okay. on Fiverr, and she's amazing, and she worked with me and we brought the book to life um yes and yeah it's been a journey since then i'm like but i think that what i hear the call mostly is just making sure that my books are i think that if i had to summarize what i think authoring is for me I don't feel like I just write myself is what I can say. I feel like I have mm. ancestors, people who are in alignment with me, who come through and write for, write with me for so what needs what message needs to come out, what needs to be heard. So it's definitely not me alone. And um, yes, I feel like I'm always in community in my writing in that way. Mm-hmm.
1: Well if you're writing this prolifically i would say you're definitely opening the channel and something's coming through you because the divine inspiration is is it sounds like it's definitely um moving you which is which is always a a beautiful thing and a and a gift you know yes yeah. i wanted something that jumped out at me um well, let's go back first to your awakening to this and what it got you in the writing. And and what's the, what have you noticed, like your own inner feedback, like that lets you know, I think this is important for our listeners and then later on YouTube viewers, mm-hmm. is what what did you connect into that said, oh, I'm on the right path. This is what I want to do or what I'm meant to do, or I see a mission here, a purpose. Yeah,
2: I think... On a very, like, you know, typical earthly level, um, when I got my contract for, or the advance for the first traditionally published book, like when I – there was a bidding war for the first traditionally published book by a bunch of publishers. And when I got the wow. advance numbers, that was like, oh, this is a sustainable financially. Yeah. Because I think we all want to bring our gifts out. We want to move, use them in ways that are meaningful and that are creating the change we believe in and that are impactful, as your other uh, uh, caller had said. Um, mm-hmm. But I think also knowing that we can make a living doing that is, you know, it's figuring out how that works. Because my question always to people when they're looking for something new or they're feeling unsettled or kind of stagnant, I always ask them, what would you do if money didn't matter? And mm. I wait for that answer. And once they give me that answer that I'm like, okay, well, you need to do something in alignment with that. You just need to figure out how you're going to find a way to make it a sustainable situation for yourself so you are able to live with live on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Kind of monetize. Yeah, I love that question. And because But you went for it before knowing that. So you you got the confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Right, that that, and I think that's so important. The non, okay, what's the what's the intersection between non self delusion and being inspired and in alignment
2: and going for it? You know, you got to kind of there's wiggle room there. So when I learned my human design, and I learned that like with reflectors you have like we're kind of reflecting the world all the time so we have to kind of almost made a whole moon cycle before we make a decision because yes you, like you want all of yourself to be in alignment with the decision so that's kind of oh what that's why you said reflector yeah
1: okay, that's why you said i'm a yes.
2: manifester generator okay okay
1: so yes but so we I have wanted... to wait too we have to wait for the yes, yes and be invite the solar plexus right now does the reflector do you have that the or do you have to wait for someone to reflect it to you or do you get it in the solar
2: plexus also it's i mean i've just heard re- like from what i've gathered and read it's the moon cycle like we have to just wait oh. a full moon cycle if it's still there then it means we need to move into it okay yes i
1: love that so don't, so don't do you, jump do you check in right away
2: but... yes right i mean i definitely like when I get an idea, I'll probably write it down. I'm like, okay, this is there. I have this idea. And generally, I have really close friends and family that I'll share, oh, I have this idea. What do you think? Even just hearing what their thoughts are. And then I, like, let yeah. it sit. I might do a little, play around with it a little bit. But if it comes back around or I see something on social media or if I hear something or someone says something and it's a, in alignment with that idea, then I, it's like that re-reminder to go back to that and, and work on it. Step into
1: it. Yes, I do the same. I and I think sometimes like also because I don't want it, things to be generated by my ego uh, Even though yeah. my internal wisdom or higher self God whatever spirit angel, or, or, or Whomever whatever you want to sometimes leave things to the last minute like I need to do something. What should I do? <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, you yeah. don't get this the sign hasn't come the sign hasn't come at least you got a moon cycle you get to check in Uh, on the moon cycle. So let me ask you in a way, do you kind of, as a reflector, do you feel that you're reflecting also is humanity or what's needed? Are you seeing that reflection and reflecting it
2: back? Yeah. I mean, I think that I reflect, um, the light that I see, if that makes sense. So when I see beautiful pockets of light that people are creating and doing and this, like, I reflect hope, you know. I look for hope a lot. And I reflect that back at our world through my writing.
1: Whoa, I love that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That is beautiful. Thank you. Reflecting the hope. Yeah, we so need that. Um. I'm big on now. I didn't see. I saw the Instagram with your name. I didn't see right to change the narrative. I'm going to check that out. But I'm big okay. on being a writer, having written since eight, and of using the written word a lot. I and as a hypnotherapist, we're re-scripting. You know, whether visually, that mm-hmm. the word is imp- is important. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. I'm so curious and so kind of um, inspired, but also curious to your focus on this write to change the, the narrative um, because I think that's so powerful and I think we are in a time right now where we need to write or rewrite kind of what you're doing with, you know, with your books and what you're putting out there, um, that hope. So if you could touch a little bit on that and what people can even start doing individually, um, whether it's writing or, or, or how do you surmise to change that narrative, what are some ways to change that?
2: Yeah, I think there's so much power in visuals as we know and in writing, I think in medium literature in itself. And so mm-hmm. this is why there's been this huge uprising of people making sure that beyond um, you know, just the oppressor story is told um yeah. making sure that we are seeing and hearing beyond what currently exists and what we've been told um because a lot of times again you know they talk about how when it comes to um a story if you're only hearing from the side of the hunter do you have the full story you know and yeah. so this is kind of where we are we're in the state of this world where there's this huge gap and I have to think that there are some people who may not have intentionally seen the gap, and then there are definitely people who are very conscious to the gap and like amplify the gap. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because of how powerful it is. Think about, I think about like, I, I talk to people all the time about um, manifest destiny or just the American dream. These things are these kind of, literary visuals that people have said about America and think of the power that they carry and how people have viewed and operated America, how people have, you know, risked it all to be in this country for those dreams that have been created.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so when we look at it like that, it's like really shows you how deeply, like, narratives can carry, even if it isn't, like, it is, even if it is an oral story, mm-hmm. how powerfully that can impact societies, countries, worlds. And yeah. so that is why so many of us, I think, are hearing the call to start creating those visuals to help us see beyond what currently exists. And it's hard to do that it's hard to imagine a decolonized world, an anti-racist world, all these things that we're not currently seeing. But that imagining is so necessary. I call it decolonizing dreams because
3: Mm.
2: moving into decolonizing, indigenizing and liberating ourselves truly is it's work. It's not easy. It takes effort. It takes time. It takes passion. But Literature and media is going to be a huge catalyst in that coming to be. Yeah, we need
1: that. I mean, and it is starts with the, the vision or the visioning. You know, you have to start mm-hmm. seeing it and and seeing it more and more, hearing about it, and, and then it gets passed on. Um, I know the first time I lived uh, in, in Europe, and I'm from Southern California, near the beach, yes, and people are like, oh, my God, you're from there? And they're like, what's it like? And I started talking and they said, and you're really, I said, I thought everybody had blonde hair, blue, because that's what they saw on TV. You know I mean?
3: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, actually there's more people that look like me. And actually I said, Southern California used to be Mexico. I said, so it has a high, a, actually more uh, Latinos, Hispanic, and you know, people. Yeah. I was yeah. they're like, Oh, what we see on TV. I go, no, not everybody, you know, looks like that. Um and to yeah. your point this is what i feel so important in the new paradigm is if you look back i don't care if it's the bible you know all the writings of the bible you know mesopotamia egypt ancient egypt ancient greece india africa they all had the invader dominator culture you said colonizing
2: power mm-hmm. over
1: and underpowered That, you know, victim abuser, master slave, that is ensconced and embedded, entrenched. We have this entrainment. And so that earth, and that's my understanding with the awakening, is breaking that narrative. And it's not just 100 years ago or 200 years ago or 250. If you look at written history, even oral history, I studied women's studies and we went back to the matriarchal. The matriarchal. You know, did the same thing in a different way to the patri- you know to the the the, the men mm-hmm. um and especially even more because they had so much more power because they until the the, the, the patriarchy absorbed it but because they bled, they gave birth and they bled and they didn't die, so that's that's a lot of power right there yeah. so getting into that narrative of that as you call it colonizing, and I look at what we call the invader dominator culture um that has been the game and and everything has been predicated on that all the systems win lose someone's stronger someone's better competition over collaboration um you know it's it's been a game that is now finally starting to change so we do need new forms to to reflect this um you know books talks discussions Because I agree with you, if we don't see it, we don't feel it, we don't hear it, we can't change
2: it, right? And it's definitely about reimagining new pathways because there's a lot of people who are hearing the call to do things differently, that they're unhappy in the way they're moving currently and hear the call to move differently. Um, And then I think a lot of BIPOCs, there was a glass ceiling on how far they could go financially, what they could do, where they could live, and those are starting to be broken, yep. and things are starting to surpass that. And the biggest thing as we move into this, as we start creating a new, and we're stepping into new um, calling, is that we cannot take mm-hmm. the blueprint of the colonizers. We cannot continue to do business the same way they've done it. It's like yeah, On how we're moving and how we're structuring our businesses and how we are, yeah. you know, so we have these regenerative and sustainable and um, businesses where we're reconnecting with, you know, nation, the, the, we're reconnecting with nature, I, um, Linking to my deck, uh, the one, the Oracle that's coming out, my sister and I, you know, we've stepped deeply into living more seasonally. And so we even try and move in terms of, like, our work, thinking about it in a seasonal sense. So just Mm. as in winter, nature rests, that's when we're going to rest, too. We're not going to be running around and pushing deeply on the hamster wheel during that time. That is our time to slow down, reflect, you know. Um, consider all that's happened this year, like, you know, we're going to be moving very differently. In the spring, we're starting to awaken. It's like, oh, what are the new seeds we're going to plant this year? You know, what are the new things that we're going to start building and creating, like moving in alignment with the elements, you know? Mm.
1: Wow. Now, you said something so important because it's true. There has been this imagining, but it's placed in the old paradigm, the old template,
2: Mm -hmm. right it's Mm -hmm. built
1: so -hmm. that so yeah you're really looking at it and i love that this holistic um that it's even how you're doing the system how you're setting it up and how you're operating uh, within that yeah that's i think that's the only way the narrative can change right we have to change the 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 way we show up to it and, and quote unquote do it correct correct yeah so now, go ahead I was going to say when you're imagining this when (laughs) do you you put that in order do you have these discussions and kind of say we need to make this change here and so you're looking at these different aspects of whatever you're
2: doing when anyone is looking to seriously decolonize and step into that work, whether it's on a personal level, a business level, or mm-hmm. um, just, you know, any type of engagement in that way, I always tell them to refer to Poko Luwani's, um steps of decolonization. Um, he has mm-hmm. a five steps of colonization and then the five steps of decolonization, which I think are really powerful to read through and just reflect on where that is showing up in your life um, and just start thinking of how to break that down. And I think that you can use that same framework when looking at any business or company you're trying to structure or anything like that. You're looking through that frame or that lens to start with.
1: So you're saying, okay, that people need you start with yourself, is what I'm hearing.
2: Yeah, I always individually, personally, but I mean, a lot of us Mm -hmm. have businesses at the same time. We're doing both, right? Most times, it's not like it's kind of we need to work on multiple levels in terms of decolonizing. There's yourself where you have to be doing the internal work, and then there's the aspect of like companies, businesses whether you are an employee or whether you own it, we got to start decolonizing within those spaces as well. And so, um, Luani has a uh, article called The Processes of, Decoloniz- of Decolonization. And that he's a Hawaiian activist and he has five steps of colonization and then five steps of decolonizing. So, I always encourage people to walk through them themselves. And like, again, I think similar to healing, decolonizing is not a linear situation. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, and if there's going to be ups and downs, you might be at one section for a long time and um, go through another section and it might not take as long. It's like a lot of, it's a journey. Um, and it's, we're all indoctrinated in these systems. So, you know, I have to decolonize everybody. It doesn't matter if you're white, you're black, whatever race you are, everybody has to decolonize because our systems require that of us because they are encouraging us to move in ways that are harmful of liberation for all.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I would, And I would say that's a big part of the ascension, getting out of the extreme play of the duality or polarity, us versus them, invader, dominator, mm-hmm. you know, power over, underpowered, that whole mindset that wherever you play into it, um, you know, or it's played into you, and then you have to respond from that place. Um, that that's pretty. I think that's again very, just inspirational what you're doing.
3: Thank you. But
1: it's to me, it's getting the core of the 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 the, the overarching narrative, which I think a lot of people forget. Um, they get to a little too myopic, too much in the in the the present time. But if you, again, because I, I love research and, and looking back in history or studying etymology, mm-hmm. you know, um, because it's all there. Whatever we have, we have had since the beginning of at least written history and maybe even an oral to some degree, you know. Um, yes. You know, even unfortunately with some indigenous cultures, it's just, it's just been this earth thing um, that i think has to change i mean because it creates so much separation it's so divisive within ourselves it's divisive to us individually and you know hurtful and harmful and then of course for the society for the for the culture and for um us as humanity we would be i think if we kept on in this narrative we would become extinct <laughs> you know that's
2: why my, uh, oh, I mean, we are, I mean, we're headed that direction if we don't do that with the planet. Like, if we don't make deep change, the planet is not okay. So yeah. we need the yeah. planet to live. I think people forget how intimately our faiths are intertwined with nature and the planet. Good, yes.
1: That's that interconnectedness. Um Now, tell us a little bit about what you want to share uh, with us about your books. And then I'm also curious about your Oracle deck, which is fall, right?
2: Yes. September 19th is when it is released. Um, So the Oracle deck, my sister and I wrote the Oracle deck together, so it's a sister-created deck. Um, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: We wanted something with the elements, so it's called the Elemental Alchemist. Um, And... Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think, well, I will say this. I think there's a stereotype around Oracle decks and tarot decks and tarot decks being a little bit more hardcore and like hard hitting and Oracle decks being kinder. I will say that I think my Oracle deck is just as straightforward as my tarot deck. So, um, I will wish that in advance. It's just um, say that
1: again. It's what now?
2: I think it's just as straightforward and honest as my tarot deck. Um, so it's it's I I be, I'm a deep believer that anything anyone creates is their the artist and the creator the author are deeply embedded in the project. And so yeah. it's one of those things where you need to listen to what calls to you in terms of decks because everyone's on their spiritual journey, so my spiritual journey is very evident where I am, where I was at that time is is embedded mm-hmm. in the deck. Um, mm-hmm. And so, with the Elemental alchemist, it was very much my sister and our and my walk back into reconnecting with the elements deeply, and um, connecting with our ancestors through the elements. Um, mm-hmm. I we wrote about the typical elements, so you have your fire, water, air, and earth, but we also added spirit mm-hmm. as an element as well. So we wrote spirit mm-hmm. together, and then I wrote water. And I wrote air, and my sister wrote earth and fire. Um, and so that was how our collaboration worked in terms of the writing piece. Um, the illustrator mm-hmm. is, my, is uh, my friend from South Africa. Her name is Panishka Naidu. We went to high school together. So her and I, um, she worked on the illustrations with us. Um, for me, she worked with me for the black tarot, my tarot deck, and then she worked with mm-hmm. my sister and I for the elemental alchemist. Um, So that is kind of the structure of the deck, Um, and yeah, I mean, the goal of all of my work is for people to connect with their ancestors um, Mm -hmm. and to connect with ancestors who are in alignment with their soul mission and where they're headed and the things that they're trying to do here on Earth, Um, and I really wanted something that... It's very clear. I think every deck speaks differently, but I wanted something very straightforward. I personally love decks that have questions that have you reflect and think for a moment. Um, so every mm-hmm. single one of our cards for our oracle has um, reflection questions, and it also has take action. So what to do in terms of bringing that card's energy into your life in that moment. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. In accompaniment with the Oracle deck, my sister and I wrote a journal that accompanies it. So it's a guided journal uh, for the Elemental Alchemist. And I wanted a blend of like a bullet journal and a journal all in one. So we made this beautiful journal that has shadow work prompts. It has bullet trackers for you to be tracking. Um, how you're filling your cup, so how are you taking care of yourself and make sure you're nurturing yourself for gratitude, for meditation, and for spiritual cleansing of your space. So cleaning your altar, um, you know, taking care of your house in a spiritual cleansing way. Um, And then also being able to track your oracle readings throughout the month as well. And you spend a month. Now, or is, month the de- in is the is the
1: journal? Because I was looking at the journal. Does the journal go with the cards, or is it standalone, yes. or is it is it, uh, Oh, it does. Ah, okay. So it,
2: it is. We built it in connection with the cards. Obviously, you could use it, and you could track any decks or whatever you're working with. But it is. Okay. It was made in conjunction with the deck. If that makes sense. Okay. Okay.
1: But it doesn't yeah. come with it. Because you have, so you could have it on your own. Her own.
2: They are sold, okay. sold separately—that is correct.
1: Now, with the with the
2: deck, you have it. You said you had a guidebook. Yes, all of my decks have okay. a guidebook. So my okay. tarot deck has a guidebook, and my oracle deck has a guidebook. Um, and they go through okay. each card. Um, and I have in every, in both both of them, I have different spreads for people who are unsure. Um, and Preparing for reading, what that looks like. Um, so I really try and break down as much as possible. Um, in the tarot deck, I really broke down the visual aspects because you've got the moon and you've got the um, water very present in the deck. And so okay. I really went into why those are present in, in my tarot deck. Um, in the oracle deck, we talked a little bit about oracle versus tarot for those who are unsure because I get that question a lot. Um mm-hmm. And then, you know, we dove into understanding the guidebook. And um, similarly with the journal, there's also an explanation of how to use it and what to expect in each section and how that works. Hmm. Now, when is that av- When is that available? deck is already available. It w- it came out uh, last year in December.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
2: Yes. And, Target and the is. journal that goes with that, Amazon, it's in Target, um, and then it's available at Barnes & Noble, um, where else? Just anywhere you buy books online.
1: Okay, beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this has been inspiring. We're winding out of time now. Uh, let people know how to reach you, and I loved our conversation. Come back anytime you want to share or have something you want to let people know about. Um, I guess now, just let us know how we can connect with you. Yeah, of
2: course. So um, I am avail. i I have my website, um, which is just nyashawilliams.online. online, and then I am on Instagram at Writing to Change the Narratives. Um, I don't know if you have a moment. I pulled a card before the session. Um, is it okay, okay to read okay. that from the book? Yeah. Is that okay? Okay.
1: Yeah, I'd love that. Thank so, you.
2: <laughs> I pulled the ancestors. Um, so it's The Heart from Spirit, The Ancestors, and it says, Loved ones and those who carried your blood, who walked this earth before you, are reaching out. They want to connect. Do you hear their call? Who better to guide you on this challenging, difficult, and enriching journey than those who held you in their spirit and heart? Speak to them and lay your worries at their altar. Your ancestors are your biggest cheerleaders. Pay homage to your lineage as their sacrifices, known and unknown, have gotten you to where you are now. Work towards gracefully receiving and giving. Your community extends beyond the physical realm. Question: Are you seeing the signs? When was the last time you spent time in nature? How is the health of your ancestral altar? Take action. Call out to invoke ancestral veneration. Speak out loud as frequently as you feel called. Ancestors, known and unknown, who want wealth in all of its forms for me and my family, be with me now. Please guide me on my path with your wisdom and guidance. I am the root of your of your. I am root of your root, soil of your soil, bone of your bone, and blood of your blood. Walk with me in the commitment to lineage and grow and allow me to grow our legacy. Mm. And that wow.
1: Powerful, powerful, powerful. And synchronistic as I pulled the ancestor card this morning. <laughs> in my, Oh, uh, really? That's amazing. Yeah, in an, an oracle deck. I was doing a rune deck, an oracle deck. Um, I had gotten, um, I think it was called the ancestors. Yeah, the observer I got and the ancestors. So... What a synchronicity! I love that <laughs> me as well, yes, 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 oh my gosh, well, this has been wonderful, and um come back anytime and just keep shining bright. you know you're doing so much great soul work in the world, and it's it's just wonderful to hear about it and be inspired by you. I
2: appreciate you taking the time and energy to talk. Um, I love talking with other people who are doing the work as well. So much appreciated. Me too. Yeah.
1: Take
2: good care. Much peace.
1: You too. Take care. All right, Soul Light. Woo, what a powerful way to end the podcast. Um, That is Niasha Williams. Um, You can find uh, her information um, in the description box below if you want to connect with her more and uh, find out more about what she's doing. Um, I love that reading of that oracle deck. I think it was perfect, and what a synchronicity for me.
0: Yeah, so
1: you guys, read the signs. Follow the synchronicities in your life. They are guiding you. They're guidance from your soul through your intuition, and the revealing of the interconnectedness of the all that is. Yes, yes, yes. Um, all right, to connect with me, you can um, Instagram love for you to connect there also really asking people to take the time. I know it's a pain in the you know what in the arse in the comayama, si as we say in Spanish, a pain in the comayama, si but five stars if you would take the time especially those of you that have been listening to this podcast for years it would mean a lot to go give a five-star review if you have issues i don't know why you would but if you have issues you can always email me at awakeningspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail dot com also guest suggestions topic suggestions if you have a question you want answered on air Um, email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. The producer will forward it to me. And we really do, we are open to suggestions and topic suggestions because this is a community connection, a community expression of learning, growing, sharing, and connecting, collaborating. So it's what's best for All of us in this co-creation. Also, please subscribe to Awakenings with Michelle Mache podcast on YouTube, and also Soul Insights and Tarot. And if you're interested in the Akasha clearing and soul retrieval, there I put a link on my Instagram profile. Uh, If you go to the profile, the bio where it'll say three. There's three links there. I think one for the website, Patreon, and uh, this course class workshop sound healing frequency transmission sound bath whatever you feel comfortable calling it all right gang shine bright continue to share your insights and of course keep awake awakenings broadcast every wednesday 12 p.m pacific time archive shows available on itunes For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakening Group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake.